Uh, this is Triple M's Homegrown. Around the country, 52 stations on the brand new listener app too. You've been loving it on 153. Messages on the socials. We cannot get enough of... Jaguar Jones, it's all killer, no filler, bunny <laughs> mode, swallow. And punchline. We welcome to Triple M's Homegrown. Joining me in the studio, Jaguar Jones, how are you? Hello, I'm good, how are you? Good to see you, welcome to Melbourne. Thank you, thank you. How's the trip been? Oh, it's a little cold, (laughs) cold for a little Brisbane girl like me, but um, it's nice to be here. I consider Melbourne like my second home, so I love being here. And especially coming from Darwin too. Like I saw that you played a festival there, Darwin Festival. Can you talk about what it's like up in Darwin at the moment for people in Melbourne who still haven't been away? And what it's like at a festival, it's like nothing's changed. I, yeah, it was totally like nothing's changed. I couldn't believe for how small the population was, how into the arts and the community and the festivals and the engagement, it was incredible. It was one of my favorite shows I've ever had, but the humidity and the heat, that was the most difficult show I've ever had because the electrolytes were leaving me like so quickly. (laughs) I felt like I was drunk after I'd finished the show when I hadn't even touched a drink at all. (laughs) I was loopy. And I feel like, um, like I've seen like your stage shows and like, you, you know, you got a lot of effort in your appearance too. And how does that go under the sun? Cause it's just like, I think about me playing in a t-shirt. I'm like, well, I chuck a towel and whatever, but you're like, you look glamorous when you get on stage and it's kind of like, The thing is, I made a terrible mistake. I was like, yeah, it's winter. So even though it says like 20 something or 30 something degrees, I was expecting like Melbourne winds attached with that like number. So I wore a one piece suit and I felt like I had, you know, just kind of like sucked in all my juices. Yeah, of course. um, And was making it a lot worse for myself. So it was actually incredibly difficult to just like move and run around but uh the crowd made it so easy for me so it was great yeah and good to be playing festivals again right like you're seeing your friends other bands and kind of how much we miss that so much like so much performing live is my favorite aspect of music um and to not be able to do that has been really heartbreaking for me so to take out the music like take my music to darwin and play it in front of such an incredible crowd um, reminded me why I always fight and hustle so much with my music to be able to do just that. Absolutely. So, well yeah. said. And I mean, this is coming off the back of a, a winter tour, which makes it a little less easy yeah. uh, in the heat. How were those shows? Uh, awesome. We also got to support the Wombats on their national tour. So we did a month doing arenas and stadiums, which I've never done in my life. Talk to me about that. Of course, you know the Wombats. How good to watching this every night. So good. I saw the photos of that and I was going to ask you, I mean, what was that like? Um, so, like, I love them. I'm yeah. obsessed with them. I'm a huge fan girl. Yeah. And it was so funny because they came across me maybe back in 2018 when I was only getting the terrible slots at 3 a.m. on radio and they were drunk from Splendor coming back and had no heard way. it. No way. And then, like, messaged me on Instagram just like, Hey, I dug into your music after hearing it at 3 a.m. Love it. And I was like, what? Because I I was nobody. And four years later, 
he messaged me and was like, hey, do you want to support us on the national tour? Um, still remember your music. So for me, that was like an incredible experience yeah. that you don't get very often of like when you have people in your corner, it's such an amazing feeling. And they were so supportive yeah. after the tour. They wrote me, like hand wrote me this greeting card, just like, thank you for what you do for women and survivors. And yeah. here's two bottles of wine and you have to crack it open in front of me and drink <laughs> it right now. So yeah. it was the best experience of my life. I consider them some of my really good friends and that's really rare on tour when it's such a grind. Yeah. yeah. I love hearing stories like that too, because I think sometimes if you're a musician starting out and you'd know, we get a lot of uh, kind of bands that are just starting yeah. that listen to the show. And, you know, they may think that, you know, getting a play at a late night community station or late night radio, they might get down about it because yeah. it's not during the day, but it just goes to show like it doesn't matter and you never know who's listening. Exactly. Totally. And that was a reminder for me as well. So like it always comes back around. You just got to keep planting those seeds. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this brand new album. Uh, it's awesome. We love it. We've been playing it. Uh, the recording process. So take me through it. How do you kind of write songs? How do you, because it's. The production is insane. Thank you. Like it's crazy. And you know, it's all killer no filler. So <laughs> how did this start? Like what, how did this whole project start? Yeah. Um, I've been with the same like band members um, since 2018. Yep. And I'm really glad that we've been able to develop a really strong relationship with each other because this album was created during COVID, which meant that most of the time, none of us were in the same room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was really testing, but it showed our incredible like collaboration and working relationships. Mm. Um, so, you know, you know, if my, Joseph, my guitarist, is recording guitar from his room and sending it in and I am recording vocals and guitars from my room and sending yeah. it in, like we are able to understand each other so much that we can create um, without being in the same room. So it was definitely yeah, right. testing. Yeah. But um, I am incredibly proud of this album because it also meant that resources were really tight during COVID. Obviously, the arts industry felt crumbled. Um, which meant that like, uh, we had to be self-sufficient a lot of the time. And this album was co-produced between me and my bassist, yep. <clears throat> my, between me and my bassist, Aiden Hogg. And, um, I'm just so proud that we were able to accomplish what we've yeah. accomplished on our own. So yeah, yeah how, definitely lots of hard work. How crazy is it? Like, um, you kind of do the songs like that and you hear the finished product and then you have to learn it. It's almost like the yeah. reverse, like you kind of write it together as a band and then you record it. Yeah. Was it difficult? Because like I hear these songs, I'm like, they're huge. I'm like, is, is <laughs> was that hard to recreate? Yeah, definitely. Um, I still don't think I've learned all the songs from the album because yeah. we don't play them all. So yeah. um, it, it is actually funny because also you don't do the same thing. You would know as well, being, you know, a yeah. musician yourself, mm. that you got to reinterpret it for the live space. Yes. Um, so... It's also fun too because it's not always going to be the exact same as the recorded track. Uh, you can do that if you want to, but for me, it's like about the energy you want to put into that room. And so yeah. we do always kind of like shift it and it does tend to get a little bit heavier yeah. for the live room. But yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, That's different versions yeah. always. Do you think like um, moving forward, like that'll be a way that you approach an album or a song now? Or do you, do you kind of miss the old way where, you know, you'd kind of start together being in the same room? Or now is it like anything's kind of possible now? Uh, yeah, I think it's anything is always possible. Don't have limitations, n like not one set, you know, form formula or equation. It's yeah. we're always experimenting, always pushing creative boundaries and open to just experimenting. So, yeah. yeah. And I think like maybe working like that, 
would make collaborating with other artists a bit easier too yeah, because definitely. it's you kind of you're used to that process now of not being in the same room and I yeah. feel like collaborating now you know you could work with a producer in the states yeah. and you know now that process is like second nature yeah well I'm actually heading over to the US for a month to just write <laughs> awesome. so it, I do feel like I'm like excited to see how everyone works to mm, create. And yeah. there's so many different paths to create, right? So yes. I, I'm always learning from people. And if I was set in my ways, I'd be creating the same stuff all the time. That's so, so true. Yeah. And it's it's crazy to think like, you know, you were saying you're writing during COVID and during the pandemic and now you're out playing and you're, you're live. It's bang, bang, bang. Is it easy for you to write? while you're touring or no. do you have to kind of like be kind of stationary? Yeah. Yeah. I find it really hard because I pour everything out on stage when I'm performing live and that's exhausting. And totally. you know, the exchange with the crowds, which is my favorite part, it's still a lot of giving. So mm. to be, to, to write a song after that is also a lot of giving. So I definitely need time to recharge yeah. and get into my little cone and, mm. you know, fall into my own little world. So I do kind of separate it because I want to give everything when I'm on tour yeah. and not holding myself back. And to do that, it means I have to kind of just like uh, time things yeah. appropriately. I think that's, unless you're like an expert at multi-skilling, then it's almost like impossible. Like <laughs> I speak to artists, I'm like, how are you writing demos in your hotel room? Like, don't you want to sleep and like go well, to bed? Well, I think artists are incredible multitaskers, um, but it's still, we're, we're still human beings, right? Yes, so like, totally. it's all about energy and capacity. And mm. so when you're on tour, you've got grueling schedules, especially like the Wombats one, the arena tours, like there was... I felt like a robot sometimes, like, yeah. you know, and really tapped out from the rest of the world. You're hardly sleeping. You're always on flights. You're sound shaking. You're moving. There's no time to be creative yeah, totally. in that moment. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to writing again. I've already started writing. Yeah, cool. Um, and I'm excited to just like, I'm already going a little bit different. So I'm excited to see where I yeah, go next. That's so cool. I've been speaking to a lot of musicians like post pandemic, even like good friends of yours, Spacey Jane, yesterday talking to Caleb. And we we're kind of saying like, um, you know, lockdown was a real drag, but there were some things that you kind of learned about, whether it being your mental health or mm. developing routines. These are things that you now, you okay, okay, I'm aware that if I don't do this, it makes me feel anxious. If yeah. I don't do this, it makes me feel depressed. Yeah. Like even I, I've, yeah. I've realized that too. Have you, are there things that you're kind of doing on the road that you're, you're doing now yeah. to kind of keep yourself in check that maybe you weren't doing before? Yeah, definitely. So I caught, I've had COVID twice yep. and I caught COVID very early on. I was one of the first Australians with COVID yeah, right. and I was in hospital for five weeks. What? And they said that maybe I wouldn't be able to go back to music That's... again. I couldn't sing for six months. It was brutal. But for me, that process let me like just learn that. I love being creative and even if you took music away from me, I'm still a storyteller and I'll find another medium to go um, create. But my biggest learning lesson was that uh, post-COVID, I didn't have the same body anymore. And what was I going to do about it? I wanted to be optimistic. And so I implemented self-care way better than I did before. And I feel like I was lucky to learn that lesson early rather than later in my life, which I know after burnout and, you know, running on adrenaline constantly, I would have learned that lesson later on. Yeah. And to learn it now, it means that I'm putting myself first and being so much more self-aware of where my body is at mm. and like what my capacity is at, at that given moment. And then, you know, doing something about it. Yeah, so totally. I'm not just like running myself into the ground so much more in tune with my body and I have a better relationship with my body. 
thanks wow. to COVID. Yeah. Six, six months. Yeah, six, it was brutal. So what, what happened? Was it just... Yeah, they were saying I had like um, lung fibrosis, like lung scarring, oh, and man. it was just a bit of a struggle. I struggled to just like stand up and like I put my bed next to my bathroom wow. because I couldn't really get up. It was really um, difficult and everyone struggled with uncertainty with COVID and that was also one aspect of uncertainty oh, that I time. had to deal with. Big time. But I'm now so grateful because I got my voice back and yeah. I am still in music and I've done some amazing things during COVID. Yeah. And I think COVID um, has thrown the music industry, but would I take it back? No, I got to go step sideways and do some incredible things that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for COVID. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, you know, we normally have this like one set trajectory of what like a sustainable career in music should be. But in yeah. COVID kind of like threw that out the window and, yeah. and I don't, I just got to do some really cool stuff yeah. um, out of survival in COVID, yeah, you know? Wow. So I, I really did grow a lot uh, during COVID and I'm grateful for it. That's an incredible story. That is incredible <laughs> to hear because like, I remember, especially at the start, like I had a couple of friends who had COVID early and people were just like, they didn't know how to react. Did you yeah. find yourself when you kind of told people you had COVID, they were just like, people who got it early, like I just yep. felt so sorry for you guys. Yeah, I definitely, um, it was a very brutal time for me. I think um, I had to do a lot of like media around it as well, like yes. a lot of ABC News because um, people really wanted answers and uh, to learn things. And mm -hmm. that was a lot of pressure uh, to put on me while I was in recovery and yeah, right. um, going through uncertainty myself. Um, yeah, it was weird. It was a lot of stigma back then. And I think that's just because of a lot of anxiety around what it is and mm. fear, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm, I've made um, peace with it now, but it definitely was a brutal time because I am a woman of color as well. And I definitely copped a lot of unfair statements during COVID, uh, and being one of the first with COVID. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's all part of becoming resilient and stronger and putting that into my music. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can tell, and it's funny, the feedback we get from you, there's just, there's one common thread and it's inspiring oh, with everything that you've you. done. Like, <laughs> I really feel like, you know, you've just been such an incredible advocate thank for, you. you know, women in the music industry, like my sister works in the music and, and you've, what you've done, you've, you've changed it all and it's so thank much you. better now. <laughs> thank you. It was a lot of sacrifice, but there was no way I could sit in my empathy and see what was going on and do the same as everyone else has in the music industry and yeah. just be complicit and turn a blind eye. Um, so I had to do something. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. I mean, you won an air award for it. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw you recently perform at the air awards yes. and that was an incredible performance. How, <laughs> how weird is it playing at an event when it's not your own sometimes? I remember yep. we played some clunkers and we're just like, we're playing to people and like, no one knows yeah. who we are. How strange can music be sometimes in those? Oh, so strange because it's also an industry event yeah. and it's not like punters, right? It's yeah. people who work in the industry. I was like, will they even clap? Like, yeah. And we were the first ones. We were opening that mm. award ceremony, which meant that like we had to set the vibe. Yeah. I couldn't follow a vibe. And yeah. I was like, ah, like I, it was I was so uncertain. And, oh, you did. It was yeah. outstanding. Everyone loved it. Everyone, yeah, it was It was an incredible night, incredible performance. Oh, thank performance. you. I've been asking musicians, like, especially during COVID, I feel like a lot of musicians have had time to kind of reflect on their career and go, man, did, did that happen? Was there like a pinch yourself moment that you look back at, at your career? I saw that you're on a billboard in Times Square. Yeah. Has there been like one moment for you in your career where you're just like, I can't believe I was on a festival with that person or I got to meet this person here or I had a drink with that? Is there... 
Any yeah. moments like that that stand out for you? The billboard for me is definitely a moment because um, yeah. I just couldn't believe it. So to like backtrack, we had just gotten our US visas in early, like February 2020. Yeah. We were meant to play South by Southwest. We went over to New York. We played three shows in New York and then COVID happened. Man. And all our plans of touring got cancelled. Mm. We got stuck in New York for a week trying to find flights back to Australia we saw New York as the most dead I've ever seen of that city. Mm. It was like a ghost town. Um, and then we came back home and we we're like trying to survive through COVID. So it was a bit of like a 360 moment yeah, for me to see like yeah. a Times Square billboard of Jaguar Jones. Yeah. And then I had one of my fans FaceTime me so I could see it myself. And I was like, how wild. Yeah. Yeah, I nuts. thought my life was crumbling in 2020 when everything got cancelled in Times Square, standing there just like, why is this happening? And then two years on, you know, you get that billboard. It was kind of just like, always stand back up. And when yeah. you're feeling small, just remember you're the size of a billboard. So <laughs> <laughs> You can't make that up. It's no. <laughs> like, the, it's like the, the beginning and the end scene yeah. of a movie, right? Yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're speaking at Big Sound. For those who don't know, it's the biggest music conference in the Southern Hemisphere. It happens every year in Brisbane. Uh, this is the big one, I think, after maybe yeah. two or three years. You, yeah. You're speaking. That's yeah. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I'm scared. I'm keynote speaker and um, I've never done a keynote. I've done a TEDx speech before, but... I don't know. It feels scary to be a keynote speaker. To be honest, I haven't written it yet. I think it'd be great. <laughs> but I want to flip it on its head. So I really want to just kind of show who I am as an artist. Totally. That's my message this year is because the advocacy has taken over my life. I'm really trying to bring back the fact that like, hey, just remember I came into the music industry to be an artist. So totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to flip that format um, and show my creativity. So I'm excited to see if I can pull it off. But very excited for Big Sound. You will. It'll be amazing. Are you performing too? I am. It's a secret show. Okay, all right. Well, maybe we won't mention show. it. Maybe we, we won't. Well, I don't know when it is, so it's still secret, but there's a secret show, so yeah. try and find the secret show. Yeah. <laughs> Have a look out. Just look for the long list of people waiting out the front. Yeah. Hey, hey, so what we do with all of our guests that we get to come in, it's an Australian music show. We have a bit of fun. Um, I've got a list of songs here, Australian songs, that uh, I'm like asking people, like, if you, if you could have written any Australian song, like, which song would it be? And I've got a couple of suggestions for you. And I, I like all of them, <laughs> especially the last one. But I love this one. What is it about Tame Impala's Half Full of Glass of Wine? It's so good, right? Oh, it's so good. And did you see when you just turned that up, both of us just started like bopping <laughs> our heads together? We're getting it recorded. And yeah. We <laughs> and that's exactly why I wish I wrote it because it is such a banger and something about it. It's like you could be driving to it. You could be dancing to it. You know, you could be cooking to it. <laughs> you could be sleeping to it. Like yeah. whatever you feel like doing, it just fits all the categories and it's it's a bopper. Now, it's a legal obligation that we play this band. No, <laughs> Yeah, this song just hits something else, doesn't it? It's oh, just different. I so I moved to Australia when I was like six, seven, um, and I got introduced to Jimmy Barnes quite late in my life, and I became obsessed. I have a towel that says Jimmy Barnes on it so that he can hug me. 
<laughs> I'm that obsessed. Um, and I've seen him at all his shows. I've seen the Cold Chisel shows. I just, I just want him to be my dad. I did, really would. <laughs> did you bring the towel to the gig? Uh, no, I got it from the gig and oh. then I always bring it everywhere. I've got like, you know, signed books. He has no idea who I am. But he will after this. Yeah. <laughs> he will. And, you know, we're at Triple M. And he'll M. be running away. <laughs> no, no, we're at Triple M. We can probably make this happen. Yes, please. <laughs> oh, I'll cry. Uh, one more two, the mighty. Into my arms, oh Lord, into my arms. Got like a, both of like a silent yeah, Bob appreciation doing there. Oh. So great. Uh, Nick Cave for me is an artist who, you know, bends boundaries. He's a huge inspiration for me. Yeah. You know, his work in film, his work in art, his work in music. Like, uh, I just love everything about him. I don't see myself as similar as an artist to it, to him, but yeah, 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 the yeah. spirit of just expression and freedom and, you know, just like doing something different and carving your own path. That is so inspiring for me that I love, 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 oh, love, 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 We've got to send that to him. And Jimmy yeah. Barnes' description. <laughs> you might be meeting both of them. Oh, and please. let's go back to, uh, I think it's 2007, 2008. Yeah. Operator, please. Just a song. Hang on. Here we go. Money out of money out of here today. I got another 50 seconds and I'm ready to play. Say money out of money out of here today. I got another 50 seconds and I'm ready to play. I got my, got my, got my, got my ragged and ham. Now begins a little bit, I don't think you understand. With a dirty, 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 dirty look in your face. But you know, bitch, I guess it's to taste. Go! What a fun song. Oh, so fun. And it's so nostalgic because I've brought my high school friend with me because yes. of our like schedules. I was like, okay, our friend date, you're going to have to sit in on an interview. And we were reflecting on this song because we used to sit on the bus. We'd share like, you know, one headphone yes. each on our iPod minis and exchange music. And this was one that we'd always spin all the time. And yeah. it's just good fun. They're so underrated. I know. We need a reunion for Operator, yeah. please. I feel yeah. like they gave us like two albums and now it's done. So yeah. Operator, please, we want you back. <laughs> You're more than welcome here. Yes. Hey, uh, Jaguar Jones, thank you so much for coming thank in, uh, picking some songs, having some fun. We're looking forward to your keynote speech at Big Sound. Thank you. More shows, more new music. We love Punchline. It's uh, Bunny Mood, it. of course. We love it here at Triple M, and uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Matt.